Morning prayer begins on page five of the prayer book. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, one God, O come, let us adore him. Together, finite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. First Psalm this morning is Psalm 29 on page 373. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye mighty, ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord with holy worship. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder. It is the Lord that ruleth the sea. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon also, and Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to bring forth young, and strippeth bare the forests. In his temple doth everything speak of his honor. The Lord sitteth above the water flood, and the Lord remaineth a king forever. The Lord shall give strength unto his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Psalm 99 on page 462. The Lord is king, be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Zion and high above all people. They shall give thanks unto thy name, which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prepared equity. 
Thou hast executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as call upon his name. These called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out to the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God. Thou forgavest them, O God, though thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Here endeth the first lesson. Together today in Badamos on page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The Holy Church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee, the Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, Thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. 
we believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the first epistle of St. Peter. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith <clears throat> and salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that, not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Jubilate Deo on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with the song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, 
His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us thy servant's grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity. We beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities who livest and reignest one God world without end. Amen. O God, art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries to the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We've come today to Trinity Sunday, which is um, a, a feast that was actually added somewhat later in history. It's attributed in origin to a Bishop Stephen, uh, uh, who I think was about the 8th century. And, but it, it logically sums up the year in the sense that we've, we, we be, you know, if you think of the year, the, the church year as a revelation, we begin with the Old Testament revelation that there's one God. Behold, as Deuteronomy 8 says, 6 or 8, the Lord our God is one. Uh, and then in the feasts of Christmas through Ascension, 
the Son of God, the Word of God, who is hinted at in the Old Testament, is revealed more clearly. And then last Sunday on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is is uh, revealed more clearly. These are all, uh, you know, all of the Trinity is present in the Old Testament, but it comes into clearer focus. And so now we we sort of sum up the year of the Feast of Trinity. And the Orthodox doctrine of the Trinity is that there um, is from the beginning uh, one God who um, exists from eternity in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that the essential uh, parts of this to keep you from being a, a heretic are that uh, uh, he's always been this way uh, and, uh, and that they're distinct persons. This is an English word. We can't get into a lot of Greek language because this was worked out in the tradition of the church, but there are three persons, but one God, one substance, and, and uh, they're distinct, yet yet they are one. And um, our lesson, the lessons that surround Trinity Sunday tend to deal with the majesty of God uh, uh, in, in his holiness because the Trinity is this profound mystery. So we have Isaiah and this is one of the two places, Isaiah 6, where we get the Sanctus. This is actually the version we sing in the liturgy. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven, earth, full of your glory. Uh, and then it's also, um, it also appears the, the Sanctus in Revelation chapter 4. Uh, there, um, the, the, here the Sanctus is on, on the mouths of the seraphim. Uh, and in Revelation, Chapter four, it's on the mouth of the cherubim. These are different angelic uh, uh, creatures. Um, the seraphim in Isaiah six appear to be uh, by the derivation of their name and by their proximity to uh, fire, uh, burning creatures. Uh, that's the, the literal meaning of the Hebrew, the burning ones. Uh, and this is the idea of being on fire with the love of God. And this is something that actually goes back to the Pentecostal imagery where the tongues of fire descend, and yet tongues of fire descend upon the disciples, but it doesn't consume them, like the burning bush that Moses uh, saw, it didn't consume the bush. <clears throat> and this is why the, in redemption, we're, we're, we're filled with the love of God, which purifies and gets rid of the dross, and yet it doesn't essentially destroy us. And that's, uh, in, a, in a certain sense, the difference between judgment and salvation is that in Christ, uh, through the Spirit, and this is the Trinitarian sense of today, we have a life that cannot be consumed, that can grow more and more and actually dwell in Christ, in God's presence without being being consumed. And Isaiah pr provides actually a pretty profound image of worship. Isaiah has a vision of God, and when he sees God on his throne in all his glory, Isaiah's moved to repentance. He sees to see God as God is, is to see ourselves as we are. And he says, woe is me. Uh, and so he's, he realizes he's toast. And so the seraphim brings a coal from the altar. This is quite a Eucharistic image that, that you know, in the Eucharist, we, we acknowledge our sin. We, we ask for mercy. And then from the altar comes something that touches our lips. And here the coal touches Isaiah's lips, and he's made clean. And then the the, the um, you know the pro proclamation, "Who will go for us?" And Isaiah says, uh, "Here I am, send me." 
and in a sense we are cleansed to go out from the altar into the world as witnesses is to serve god in the world of various capacities and according to our gifts the first peter lesson um is i think chosen because it mentions all persons of the trinity it talks about the foreknowledge of god and the sanctification of the spirit and the sprinkling of the blood of jesus and then it hints at that you know the, what, what was what was hidden is now known in Jesus Christ and revealed to us through the Spirit. And what, what this uh, highlights about the Trinity in terms when we think about the Trinity, because I, I know my like early years in faith when apologetics was more central. Um, we're always trying to prove that God is Trinity, you know, and have proofs and and think of the, the Trinity as intellectual construct. And it, we need to have the doctrine of it right, but it's actually, the Trinity is also an experience of God. It's the way we understand who God is, but we also know God the Father through the revelation that we see in Jesus Christ, in the Word, in the Scriptures. And then we come into union, an experiential union with God through the activity of the Spirit. And so it's always a Trinitarian um, activity. And... Uh, Martin Thornton, who who we um, like as an author, Anglican writer, we use in a lot of our classes, suggests that the church's essential basic rule of life of, of the Eucharist, the daily offices we gather here, and the practice of personal prayer, where we practice talking to God and experiencing uh, the presence of God in more immediate ways, has a Trinitarian focus to it uh, that... Um, in a sense, uh, this, this, the daily office, if you look at it, objective offering of prayers is a sort of objective offering of praise to God the Father. We offer this thing. We, we offer our words to God objectively. Uh, and he says that the, um, the Eucharist, where we come to receive communion, is, a, is, is focused particularly on, on communion with the Son of God. So, so Eucharistic is it, it, it and then uh, our own personal prayer has has a Holy Spirit emphasis. We're experiencing the immediacy of the Spirit, and this one reason we talk about a rule of life, um, participating in all these aspects of prayer, it, it creates a kind of balance. And when we overprivilege one form of this of prayer to the other, we can become a little bit unbalanced. It's like you know, so, you know, so so therefore always just looking for the immediate and the extemporaneous or the, the, the palpable experience, but we don't have aspects of prayer that just acknowledge <clears throat> objectively who God is. We become caught up more in the moment of things to the extent of, of the givenness of things. And conversely, if we're always just in objective uh, liturgical action, but never experiencing the immediacy of the spirit, we'll, 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 we'll actually migrate towards a kind of deism divorce from the um and, and so it keeps our life in balance and so we remember to to believe in the trinity is not just to have a doctrine in your head it's to have an experience of god of knowing god the father in christ through the spirit and so today we uh celebrate that doctrine and also that experience we'll conclude morning prayers again as morning prayer is really meant to be introductory on Sunday of the Eucharist, just with the prayer of St. Chrysostom on page 20 of the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. 
Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Happy Trinity Sunday. Uh, I'll be Thank up you. at St. Thomas this morning, so I'll see people who are up there. Uh, and uh, see you. I've uh, been gone for St. Matthew a couple weeks back to St. Matthew's next Sunday. So. Peace Thank you, all. Bishop Charles. Okay, peace. Goodbye, Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, Bishop.